G'day, friends. Welcome back. The home and away season is all finished. Round 10. It goes too bloody quick, the women's season. They, oh, man, I really hope they make it a bit longer next year. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, couple of pretty solid games. Obviously, the St. The, the Kilda. <laughs> the Saints versus Adelaide. Pretty impressed with how St. Kilda went in that game. And then one of the best games I've seen this year between... The Blues and the Dogs. That was a cracker. Um, and obviously, we've got finals coming up starting this weekend. And now I will be reviewing, I'll be watching and reviewing every single game throughout the final series. So, obviously, there'll be four games this weekend. Um, I've normally just been doing two per weekend, but I will be doing all four this week and then um, every game, every weekend of the finals moving forward. So, it's a very exciting time in the season. Um, the, the, the games we're going to get, I think, are going to be really special. Um, and it's really hard to tell at this stage who's going to be there uh, holding the cup at the end, which is exciting. All right, let's get into it. St Kilda. Um, I was quite impressed. Honestly, we did well going down by, I think it was 16 points in the end. We were really competitive for most of the game, just couldn't quite um, finish it off. And where we're going to improve next. So we've shown in patches that we can be uh, competitive in terms of our intensity and our pressure and all that. Where, where the next step is going to come from is conversion, right? So we, we, we're having... Like we're controlling the play for periods of time. We're getting inside 50. But when we get inside 50, we really struggle to kick goals. It's it's a big problem that we've had for a lot of the year. Um, I think we we probably need a bit more height in the forward line, like Shearlaw and, and Greiser are down there um, and, and Burke's been down there at times. But other than Shearlaw, there's really no one down there who can take a contested mark. Um, so a bit more height down there might be good and more connection between the talls and the smalls. So if the mark isn't going to be taken, taken having, I know she hasn't played the last couple of weeks, but having a Jess Matten down there or having um, a Guttridge or a Zenos, whoever it is down there um, to, you know, really get the ball when it hits the deck uh, would be really useful because we just don't really seem to have much of that connection at all. So that's where the improvement's going to come from. But it's really, really good to see improvement. You can see it week on week, uh, even though we weren't winning a lot this year. Um, you could see, and you know, position changes that Dal stuck with, like Nicholas Stevens in the back line the last two or three weeks has been really, really good, I think, to have that, just that bit of X factor coming off halfback, a bit more speed, a bit more class, um, a bit more aggression. I think we lack a little bit of aggression in our um, in our backline. Like seeing Barry, uh, Deanna Barry at the Bulldogs uh, in the game that I watched, in the other game that I watched, she is extremely aggressive. 
extremely aggressive. She attacks the ball. She's not afraid to leave her opponent and attack the ball carrier. I love the way that she plays. And I think Steven started to do a little bit of that in that role late in the season. Priest in the midfield, big tick, two weeks in a row. I loved seeing her there. This week, Patrikios, as a result of that, played basically permanently on the wing, and that worked really, really well. Um, So there was a lot of positives coming out sort of the back half of the year with some of the positional changes uh, that he made. Um, I thought Guttridge played one of her better games for the year. I thought she was excellent. Um, Janome Anderson, obviously in the middle of her year 12 exams, but she still um, came and played. She laid a brilliant tackle. I forget who it was on, but there was just... We've seen real glimpses of what she is going to become. I think she's got an enormous amount of promise. I love the way that she plays. And there was just this one tackle. I wish I could remember who it was that she she laid it on. But my God, she just fucking bulldozed them. And it was so exciting to see this kid. I don't even think she's 18 yet. <laughs> she, she just destroyed whoever it was. And to, to see her at such a young age have so much confidence, have the strength to do that, um, that's really exciting moving forward. And I thought our best player for the game was was McDonald. I, I think Molly McDonald might be our most important player on our list. There's no one that plays the wing like her. I've, I've have seen few AFL players, men or women, who have been more specifically suited to a position than her. She is just she the her running ability, the way she plays, she was just born to be on the wing. And I just man, I love the way she played in this game. She had like five hundred meters gained. It was it was such a good performance. Um but yeah, it, it's good to start to see the foundation that Dell is building, and that's pressure, right? You see all these less experienced teams, these expansion teams. They don't have the players that the other teams have, really. They don't have the experience, but you've got to have the pressure. The pressure is non-negotiable, right? So if, if you build that as your baseline, you can add things on top of that, and then you'll see success. So um, starting to, like, we saw it in the Collingwood game, obviously didn't get the result, but that was one of our better pressure games uh, for the year, and this was another one. Um, we were really, really hot on the Crows, especially early, and they felt it. Like we kept them goalless for the whole first half. It was really, really good. Um, yeah, I was, I was just really impressed throughout, honestly. Um, but yeah, just I think, I think at either end of the ground, I think our midfield's actually quite good. I'm really happy with where it's at, especially now with the addition of Priest. But just a little bit of bolstering and tinkering at either end of the ground, and I think. We could really improve next season, whether that's in, you know, 11 months' time or whenever they want to do it next season. Um, Last week, I watched the Adelaide game and obviously watching them this week as well. Danielle Ponter is the definition of a match winner. She turned the game for Adelaide when they hadn't kicked a goal yet. She just went back. She did the same thing she did last week, intercept possession in the back half and she just ran it into goal. She might be their most important player heading into finals because of what she's done the last couple of weeks when they've been in trouble. Just the ability to do that is so elite. Just to read it off the off the foot of the opponent, to see that there may have been a slight error in the kick, to see exactly where it's going. Um 
She's an enormously skilled player, and she is going to cause headaches for oppositions for a long time. Just watching the way that she plays, the the ground that she covers, she's like she'd be in she'd be impossible to match up on. Really, really difficult opponent because she just like runs around the like stoppage and she's everywhere and. When she gets the ball, she's so electric. I was, I was just mesmerized by the way that she plays, and it was really frustrating because <laughs> she's such a good player. Um, it, it might look on the outside that this is a little bit concerning for the Crows, like the way they played in this game heading into the finals, but it's probably a better test for them than a lot of teams would have been. Like if they played, a, like, you know, if St Kilda hadn't bought the intensity and Adelaide had won comfortably, like what sort of tune-up is that? Like you want to be sort of pressed. You want to know that if you don't bring 100% of your A game, maybe early in a game, that you do have the ability to sort of bounce back and recover and, and get the game back on your terms. So it'll hold them in good stead heading into finals because when they, when it gets to the prelims and you know they're going to be coming up against Melbourne at some point, probably Brisbane at some point, whether that's in the prelim or the grand final, they're going to play those other top, top teams at some point, um, they will have confidence knowing that you know if, if it's if the game isn't going their way, that they've got recent form in getting the game back on their terms. So um I, I really, really like the way that they play Adelaide. They are just so mature and strong that they're fucking hard to beat. They're bloody hard to beat. Um St Kilda's season on a whole, look, it's it's we started really promisingly with big wins over Sydney and um, Hawthorne. Granted, their expansion sides, but they were really, really promising wins. Then we really fell off. We had a lot of injuries, like which shouldn't be an excuse. But when you have this many, when you got the smaller lists like the the women's teams do, it hurts you. And we lost key players. You know, like you know, we've got three players who are out with ACL. That's just you know to start with and then we had like did, like Vesely go out twice with concussion McKinnon like our ruck super super important player we brought her in in the off season she goes out um th- there was there was a few others throughout the year and it was just a little bit too much like th- we we should have won that Collingwood game um and it's not Nicholas Stevens fault that we didn't there was other opportunities to score throughout that game that we missed um but we probably should have won that game uh, other than that, we were we were relatively competitive on a couple of other occasions. Just got outplayed. Um, I think that the big positives from this year are some of the younger players. Like I think McDonald's probably my favourite player in the team. I love the way she goes about it. I love Alice Burke as well. God, the way that she plays is awesome. She has got an enormous amount of promise as well. On like on top of already being a really really good player, I've loved what she's been doing in the back line. Um, Patrikios coming back after missing last season. You could see her improve as the year went on. She probably played her best game for the year this weekend. Um, if it wasn't going to be McDonald, it was going to be her as my MVP. Um, Zenos, I, I'm also just loving the way that she plays. I want to see her more in the midfield. I think we need to get more players who have got a bit of pizzazz about them around the ball. I've said this a couple of times. We've got a lot of players in there who are sort of the same. There's nothing wrong with the way they play, but they're sort of the same. Vesely, Dylan, um, Exxon, White as well to a degree. She's got a little bit more um, tricks up her sleeve. But yeah, I'd like to see 
Zenos in there more. I quite liked Patrikios in the wing, but she can sort of rotate wing on ball. I'd love to see Stewart in there more. I loved the addition of her this season. She's got a bit of X factor about her, a bit of pizzazz. Really liked how how she's been playing. Um, Hannah Priest had another fantastic year as skipper as well. And again, her going into the midfield is just something a little bit different. She's a little bit she's a little bit taller, a little bit bigger than the other girls. Not an enormous difference, but just having that a bit more size, a bit more strength makes a difference as well. Um, and just another player who I thought had a really great year was Shearlaw. In previous seasons, she's you know been behind Greiser or other tools that we've had down there at different points, but she was a standout this year. Obviously, our leading goal kicker, but having her play that role of really pressing high up the ground to help our transition, um, she's really grabbed games by the start by the by the scruff of the neck at different times. Um, I've been enormously impressed with how she's played. I won't be surprised if she wins our best and fairest to tell you the truth. She's played every game and she's just been enormously important. I think it'll either be her or um, Patrikios. There's not many other players who've played every game <laughs> and that helps you when you're looking at a best and fairest. Priest and BJ will be others who will be in contention. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be she- Sheila. I just got a feeling. I've been really, really impressed with how she's played this year. Um, but yeah, heading into next year, heading into this season, I wanted us to get a ruck. And we did. We got McKinnon. Um, so she'll be back for next season. I want to see um, there'll, be, there'll be natural improvement in the ones like Anderson and Ash Richards and Ella Friend, some of the younger ones. Um, I, th- I think we've got we've got a really, really – that's what I was saying just a second ago. We've got a really, really good group of midfielders. So if we can – like at times we saw White playing back – I know Xenos can play mid and forward. If we can maybe take a couple of them out of, like maybe like a, I don't know, like an Exxon, maybe maybe stop having her in the midfield and have her as a, have her play in the forward line. Like just someone who's got that, like we put all our really skilled players into the middle and then the either end of the ground we suffer a little bit. I don't know. I just think it, it he could get creative in that area of the ground to bolster either end. But apart from that, I just want to see some more natural progression. Hopefully next season we have less injuries. Um, But yeah, I'm really, really impressed with how Dallas coached this year and the girls have done really well. So well done St Kilda and I look forward to to next season. All right, let's talk about the other game. I love it when a captain just grabs a game by the balls and says, I'm taking responsibility for what's happening here. Ellie Blackburn is one of my favorite players. I've got a few other players like outside of St. Kilda in the AFLW who I really, really like, but I just fucking love the way that she plays. My God, she's amazing. She doesn't like she she hasn't she doesn't get talked about in that sort of Phillips Bowers, you know, that those like even like Presparkus, the, the, even the sisters, she doesn't really get spoken about in that top, top, top level of plays, even though she definitely is. Um, she, she she sort of gets looked over at times. I don't know why, probably because the Bulldogs haven't been in finals for a few years. She's a premiership captain, which shouldn't be forgotten. Um, but my God, she kicked two goals 
in this game that won them the game. Really, so she kicked a goal in the second term when Carlton were totally in control. They were smashing them. Like the, the dogs were in serious trouble, and, and there was an enormously slim possibility of them missing finals. They were going to have to get belted by Carlton, and then um, Gold Coast were going to have to belt whoever they were playing, the Giants, I think it was. So it was unlikely, but it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. So they needed to win the game just to make make it so they didn't have to worry. But Carlton were all over them early, and Carlton were good. Carlton were really impressive. Like They've struggled for a lot of this year as well, the Blues, um, but they were really impressive in this game. But in the second quarter, they had a little bit of a breeze, so she knew she could do it. She just she was like forty nine meters out, and she just you know danced around a couple of players. And the reason I love her so much is her kicking. She's been for a long time, I think at least, the best kick in the competition. Not only can she hit a target, she can fucking boot it. She can kick it a long way, and we saw it with this kick. She just set sail from like fifty meters out. And it just carried the exact distance it had to. It just got over the head of everybody. It bounces like two meters out and through it goes. And it didn't put them in front or anything. It got them back to within uh, like seven or eight points, I think. So they still needed a couple more goals to get back in front. But just that totally changed the moment. Like the momentum was starting to shift the Bulldogs way. They'd had it in their forward half for a bit, but they hadn't really done any damage and then she just does that. And then what was the game that was just about to turn, it turns. And then the dogs were in control. And then she had to do it again later. So for most of the second half, the Blues were dominant. And they got to about two goals in front. It was 11 points they got in front. And the dogs had to slowly, slowly claw their way back. And it was late in the last quarter. There was about a minute and a half to go. And she did the same thing again from the opposite forward flank. She just went bang, and it did the same thing. It bounced over everyone, and through it went. She is just an amazing player. She's an amazing captain, and on top of it, she does all the media stuff that she does. She just impresses me beyond words. She's such a good player, and with her in the team, it just it just makes the dogs so much more dangerous. Because if she's not playing, like, you know, the, the dogs, they're still a solid team, but they might fizz out in that sort of situation. They might not be able to get themselves back in the game, but she just goes, no, 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 I'm doing this. I'm going to kick a goal here. I'm going to kick a goal there. And she won them the game. She was enormously impressive, man. Um, When the dogs were in control, it was through – it was that they were really good around the contest. It's off the back of Edmonds, who has sort of come out of nowhere this year as – she's probably going to be the All-Australian ruck – this year, um, both the Dogs and the Blues actually got a really, really good dual ruck combo. So the Dogs are running with Edmonds and Moody, and then the Blues have got the other Moody, and they've also got Good. Um, so, you know, it, it's interesting to see like how, how the women get less players on the field, but there's still a lot of teams going with two rucks. It'd be interesting, like I'd love to see, because obviously you guys know, if you've listened to me talk about football before, I think the ruck is the most important position on the ground by a long way. So your, your second ruckman, if you can limit the disadvantage that you are at when your second ruckman is in the ruck, or you know, I shouldn't say ruckman, your second ruck is in that position, if you limit your disadvantage. So if your second ruck is as good as possible, it helps you enormously. 
So so when you got like when you've got a team like the Bulldogs who have got Alice Edmonds, who is arguably the best ruck in the comp this season, then you've got Moody, who's no slouch herself. Um it makes you really, really dangerous. And Edmonds was hugely impressive in this game and like just in the ruck alone. She was dominant with hit outs, but then she was also able to take marks around the ground and she she has influence in other ways as well. But I was really impressed with her when we played the dogs a couple of weeks ago. I was like, bloody hell. Cause like I again, there's a lot of, I've enjoyed so much the way I've been watching the women's league this year. Like sitting down and watching a game about two teams I don't give a fuck about just watching it in depth because there's been a lot of players whose like names I knew, I knew that they existed. Like I knew who Edmonds was, but just seeing the, her growth this year and her suddenly being like a superstar, I was like, fucking hell. And, like it sticks in your head. So I'm learning a lot. It's really, really good. Um, another thing that really impressed me about the dogs was their defense. Their defense was really like Carlton, Carlton probably controlled more minutes of this game than the dogs did. So the dogs had to eat a lot of inside fifties and they did it really, really well, which, you know, obviously finals are more defensive. So like, obviously they finished in the sort of, I think they finished eighth, actually the dogs. Um, so obviously they're not one of the favorites going into this final series, but it makes them dangerous when they can handle that much heat. And then also they've got the weapons that they have. It does make them really dangerous. I, I really, really like the way they play. I think their entire team is really balanced. Like they got a lot of tools, but they're also really dangerous tools. Like they haven't just got Moody and Edmonds. They got Newton down there in the forward line as well. I talked about Berry before in their back line. I'd love aggressive halfbacks and she's got fucking grit. She's a little bit scary. <laughs> I found watching her play Berry. I really, really like the way that she plays. Um, so yeah, just, just watching this game, like it not being against St. Kilda, I was really sort of able to fall in love with the way that the Bulldogs play. Um, I hope they do really well in this final series. The Blues have obviously had a, a rough year. I've spoken about it a couple of times. They lost some seriously important players in the off season. Press Parkers, G, Egan. Um, so yeah, we sort of knew, like Press Parkers above all, like you lose one of the best players in the competition. It's not going to be easy street after that. Um, but, you know, again, not a wasted season. The Vessio Pound swap that they began in the St. Kilda game, they've stuck with, like Pound missed a game, um, but they you know, it was on again in this game, and it's worked really, really well. Like, Vessio is one of the best players we've seen in the history of the AFLW, and for them to shift to the opposite position to what they'd played for their entire career and still be so good is just like, as a coach, like half of it would just be like, oh, this is fantastic. And then Gab Pound as well, super, super talented halfback. And then she goes forward and she's a weapon down there as well. So that's a big tick. Um, Mimi Hill was really impressive in this game. Oh, sorry, really impressive in this game as well. I believe she won the Rising Star last season, I think it was. Um so you got a young superstar sort of coming through to maybe fill those shoes, um, to fill that gap left by Press Parkers, hopefully in, in seasons to come. So yeah, I think the Blues are going to come good. Like it, it, it was a big hit um, to their, you know, to their list to lose those players, but they'll continue to go to the draft and they'll and like 
they got a good coach and they got a lot of good young players. So yeah, the Blues will come good. Um, yeah, that'll do for this one, guys. Thanks heaps for listening. Um, let's just quickly forecast some of the games coming up this weekend, week one of finals. So tomorrow night, Melbourne and Adelaide. Won't be surprised if that ends up being the grand final as well, although Brisbane could get in there. But yeah, Melbourne and Adelaide is going to be a beauty. Brisbane and Richmond. So Brisbane's only blip this year was when Richmond got them back. It's like round three or round four. It's pretty early on. But Richmond were really impressive with their pressure and they surprised Brisbane and they got them. So that might be the game of the week for me. Um, as in, I'm going to watch them all, but that might be the one that I'm most looking forward to. Geelong and North Melbourne. I think on form, Geelong will probably get them. I think, I think Geelong are in like a fair bit better form, to tell you the truth. Um, but who knows? Like North Melbourne are a very experienced team. They've played finals before, whereas Geelong have not. So that'll be interesting. And then Collingwood and the Bulldogs will also be a cracker. I reckon that'll be a really, really good one. Danger game for the Pies. Like, like they've had a really, really good year, and they've just sort of been off a little bit in the second half of the season. So they got to they got to win this first final and just press through. Excuse me, they just got to get through it. So yeah, God, it'll be an amazing final series. Very excited to talk to you guys about it next week. All right, thanks heaps for listening. Remember to like and subscribe and review and comment on my podcast on Instagram, time spent underscore time spent underscore podcast. If you found this podcast without going to Instagram, that is the Instagram. Um, Saints fans, I did do a, a big podcast on the Ross Lyon appointment. Um, in my personal opinion, it's one of the better podcasts I've done. I covered a lot of different things. So get on that if you're interested in St. Kilda. Other than that, I'll see you guys next time.